Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbley. Another hope that I think I'd like to see come at least, who knows how it'll turn out, but it'll require independent thought, is the critical analysis of the role that the media played associated with this election. The media was identified very early on to be heavily corrupt and highly influenced by the DNC. And in fact, the DNC tried to manipulate the media, particularly with regards to I mean, some of the polls I think were accurate. I'm going to look into the polls in terms of just general problems, but just trying in every possible way to make sure that the Trump voters would not turn out, try in every possible way to malign people that might be considering voting for Trump. And actually, what it shows is that a majority of these people don't even consume this media. So there was all this extraordinary noise that was generated by this media, which I guess made people that were going to vote for Clinton feel happy. But actually what happened through this whole thing is just a complete absence of critical media, and in particular a complete failure to analyse what has happened to the Democratic Party under Clinton, i.e. a movement to the far right, pro-war, pro-banks, pro-variety of things which really undermines what people who consider themselves progressive are. Like, just It seems extraordinary that people would vote for someone who is so far to the right. And also my hope is through this that there will be critical analysis associated with authoritarian policies, because certainly under Trump, we will see a president who is more authoritarian than any previous president, but slightly to the left with Hillary Clinton. So what happens with foreign policy, what happens with all these things is very curious. I think what I find very interesting here is that the media has lampooned Trump for such a length of time that people forget that this is an actual person versus the lampooning that the media provides. And in this light, I mean, certainly in contrast to President Bush the Younger, this is a circumstance where I think actually there could be some very interesting and curious analysis and behaviour that comes through this. Now, I thankfully didn't have a horse in this race. In fact, really, there was a period of time where I was thinking maybe I should support the Green candidate, Jill Stein. But what I found particularly fascinating through this election, which you will probably not see in any media, was how the Libertarians, when they voted, voted very heavily in states where the Democrats were... Well, it's curious, actually. They voted very heavily in states where the Democrats were sufficiently ahead their votes probably wouldn't take the candidacy. And also they voted in Republican states where their votes weren't going to take the state to the Democrats. They did a very curious set of voting, which makes me think that they were probably considerably more organised than anyone has given them credit for, and certainly that there's been any meaningful analysis in the media. But I find it very fascinating that I think the Libertarians, they won't make 5%, I don't think. They might make 5%. But in some states, they were polling as high as, you know, 8 or 9%, which indicates that they were considerably better organised than the Greens were in this election. And I wonder actually what the Greens will learn here. I mean, this is why I'm critical of Stein, is that she's not been able to translate methods of dealing with things like the League of Women Voters, for example, with the debates. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Greens do in the near future. There's no way, although the claim will be made, but there's no way that the Greens actively impacted the Democratic losses in this election. And this was certainly something that I was following as well. The Greens polled 
less than a percent pretty universally. So I think what we'll see here is the libertarians have found a way to just chink in to the two-party system. And the Greens haven't made any inroads whatsoever. Again, I'll say it's very curious to find people who would call themselves progressive voting for the Democrats here. But then again, the whole zealotry associated with this election is so extreme as to really make people wonder what rational analysis can come through this. Don Barbele in San Jose, signing out.